How many are grateful for what God's doing in your life? How many of you know that God is, is, is he's preparing you? He's preparing you, uh, well, for victory. Okay, he's preparing you for victory, which sounds great until you realize that that means you're going into battle. You, you know, so you're headed into conflict, and he's, he's preparing you to demonstrate Satan's defeat. And, and, and he's preparing you to, to have uh, the opportunity to humiliate hell instead of being humiliated by hell, but to empower you in such a way that you literally, well, the Bible puts it this way in, in the original text. It says that you would teach fresh lessons to principalities and powers. God wants to use you to teach the devil a lesson. See, you think you th there, are, there are moments when you think the enemy's handing it to you. He's always playing into your hand. You know, there, there, are, there, are, there are things that are hard. You know, let's not, let's not lie about that. There are moments that are hard. There are challenges, circumstances that are overwhelming. True, true that. But, you know, uh, the Lord has delivered them out of them all, right? Just want you to think for just a minute. Something that as, as, we, uh, uh, as, as we spend, you know, really from, from, from now, uh, uh, and it's been for a little while, but, but now up through the 16th when we go into revival. You know, really, we're just in preparation. We're, we're preparing for revival. Every service is going to be preparation for revival. Uh, on, on that weekend, on the 15th and 16th, you, you want to you bring as many people as you can that weekend. We're going to treat it kind of like a tailgate party. You know, it's, it's the pre-game celebration, and, and we're just going to talk on that weekend, what, what is revival? What is revival? Because a lot of people, you know, it's kind of funny because, uh, see, I was raised in a, in a tent traveling around doing revival meetings twice a day, and, and, you know, so I have this picture of revival. You have a picture of revival. Uh, what does that mean to you? There's a lot of people that as we talk, they're like, okay, we're doing a revival. What is that? You know, uh, I, I was... You know, I was raised Catholic, or I was raised Presbyterian, or I was raised... It don't make any difference how you're raised. Your picture might be different than what we're headed into. It, and what we're... You don't want to miss that weekend. It's going to be awesome. But from now, from now to then, when we launch that revival, we're in preparation. We're getting ready. And when preparation and opportunity collide... Okay, now, now there's something about this. You just got to get this. A lot of, a lot of us, we, we, have, we have gone through many, many opportunities, but we've gone through it unprepared. And so a lot of times you don't even know what just happened. What was that? Well, that might've been an opportunity. Well, there it went. But why? Because we weren't prepared. But when you get prepared and then you collide with opportunity, anything can happen. And so God is preparing you. Tonight, he's going to prepare you for a victory, okay, for, for a victory that you might've been longing for, believing for, for years. But, but I want you in the next few weeks, and just really think about this, and especially just start right now, and just think about this, that the decisions that you're making and the actions that you perform, you know, if you knew, if you knew, uh, uh, and for just a second, just turn and look like a couple rows back or down, and just look at somebody, just glance at somebody that maybe you're not, you're not standing next to them, so 
you know, they're over there. They're not really with you. But look at it. Think for a minute. If, if, you, if you knew that your decisions and your actions were going to impact their salvation, his salvation, her salvation depended, uh, it's going to be de- dependent upon your decisions and your actions, would you think a little bit more about the decisions that you're going to make? Huh? I mean, would that like have a little impact on you? If you thought, well, the, the way I act is, go, you know, the decisions I make are going to influence, you know, where, where they spend eternity, it might cause you to think about the, you know, the decisions you're going to make and the actions that you're going to perform. And, and I'm telling you that, that God is bringing us to a place where uh, it, it, here's, here's the funny thing is that people, people, their eternity does hinge on the way you make your decisions. It's the reality, folks. Look at somebody and tell them it's the truth. And so what we got to do is quit making decisions based on what is making my flesh feel good and live a life that pleases God because God has me on a collision course with a purpose that's bigger than me. And he's preparing me. And, and you know, sometimes we just, you know, we sing these songs in the, and worship. My God, has it not just like gone somewhere? It's at a different level, Okay. And, and God's doing something here, but we sing these songs sometimes and we don't realize that, hey, there's a real message here. There's a real truth here. You, you know, we're kind of picky about what we sing. And uh, it's got to line up with the Word of God and it's got to be in agreement. And, 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 but, uh, uh, and there's something about the time that we're in. And so we're, we're going to start this song again and, and I'm going to stop them every once in a while and interject some thought into what you're declaring. Because tonight we're gonna we're gonna we're not just gonna sing it, but we we want to we want to get it deep. We want to apply it real quick, right? So that we can get someplace in the spirit. Because God is preparing you for for conflict, and you don't want to miss it. You don't want to go in. You don't want to have the opportunity. See, the opportunity for victory kind of is another way of saying a fight. I said the opportunity for victory is a fight, right? Because you ain't got no opportunity for victory unless failure is a viable option, right? So if failure isn't a possibility, then victory's jacked up and it's a lie, it's fantasy. But God's taking you and he's going he's gonna to give you the opportunity for victory, so he's going to prepare you first. Well, the last thing you want to do is miss preparation. Hello? So instead of just singing this, I mean, let's just, you ready? First one. All the worries of this world. Come on, this is you talking to him now. I will lay them at your feet. Surrender every anxious thought for perfect peace. Your perfect peace. Okay. So, so what was it? What was that first line? All the worries of this world. I'm gonna lay them at your feet. Hey, whatever it is you're worrying about. Some of you guys, you know what? Your, your mind's consumed with stuff. You need, you need to like carry that down here. I'm laying it at your feet. Every anxious thought, well, they don't like me. They're talking, they're talking about me. They're looking at me funny. 
all those anxious thoughts. Trade that for perfect peace. of this world I will lay them down I will lay them at your feet Surrender every anxious every thought for perfect peace your perfect peace oh. All the loved ones I hold dear Come on. All my hopes, all my dreams. All my hopes and dreams and all my all fears. All my fears. I will choose to trust your name. I choose in to trust you in everything. In everything. With everything. Come on. Come on.
Come on, give him one more shout, one more victory. Praise tonight. Oh, come on, lift it up. Thank you, God. You are my healer. You are my freedom. You are my savior. Amen. Turn around, put your arms around somebody. Squeeze them a little bit. Tell them, man, I love being in the presence of God with you. <laughs> Amen. You be seated real quick. God's preparing you. Hear me tonight. Let me just prophesy to you. God is preparing you. He's preparing you for conflict. And don't freak out when you, when you end up in conflict. You know, we all have something in common, and that is we have an enemy. We have an enemy, and that enemy, he's, he's real. And, and that enemy, he ain't trying to hurt you. He's trying to kill you. He's trying to take you out. He ain't, he, you know, well, I'm not all that serious about this God stuff. Let me tell you something about your enemy. <laughs> he's pretty serious. And, and uh, 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 he, he's, he, you know what? We've been given authority over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means harm us. And I, 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 I don't want to glorify the enemy too much tonight, but I do want you to understand something. He is a real foe. And as we, as we move forward to the very things that which God has called us to and what he's created us for, and, and, and as an individual, you know, that when God had that dream about the future and he saw where you were going to fit and he started shaping you and forming you, well, the opposition that you encounter in life is, is, is really birthed from opposing the purpose of God for your life. Not, it's not really about you, but it's about the thing that you were created for, the thing you were called for. And as a, as a people, as a church, man, uh, uh, as we move towards the, the fulfilling God's desire for this region, trust me, there's going to be opposition. You know, you, you're going to have to deal with some of your crazy thoughts. I, I have to deal with, my, with mine. I, I'm telling you, you, gotta, you, you, you know, you're going to be in the mall and you're going to see people that ought to be nice to you and they're not going to be nice to you. And you're going to you're gonna have to get your big boy pants on. And you're going to have to realize that maybe they weren't thinking about you at all. Maybe, maybe they just got news, uh, you know, tragic news. You know, a friend of mine called, uh, 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 well, we were talking just the other day. And, uh, uh, well, I guess I, guess I didn't even tell you who it is. Uh, because we're going to have Scotty Grule come be a part of the uh, revival with us. And Scotty Grule is coming from Arizona. And, man, he's, he'll, he'll help tear it up in here. But I was talking to, I was talking to Scotty, and, and Scotty had a guy, uh, there was a guy in his church, and their family's in the church, and they're pretty, they're pretty involved and pretty active. And just a couple of weeks ago, uh, there was a tragic accident, and uh, one, of the, one of the guys, 20, 20 years old, uh, uh, it, killed in a motorcycle accident. And, uh, you know, obviously the family's devastated. And, uh, uh, and the dad just now, just yesterday or the day before, um, two weeks ago, they lost their son. And the dad, 57 years old, I think he was, 57 years old, uh, went out in the garage and, and killed himself. And, you, you know, uh, Scotty's got his hands full because uh, there's an 18-year-old boy left with his mom. And he's lost his brother. She's lost her son. He's lost his dad. She's lost her husband. And, and Scotty's 
you know, dealing with this. And, and man, I'm telling you, you know, we're just praying. And we, and we believe that there's more life than death. There's more joy than sorrow. There's more peace than chaos. There's more hope than despair. But, but, but uh, uh, you know, there for about 12 hours. And I can imagine what it's like doing in, in Scotty's mind. But in my mind, I'm just riveted on that. And I'm sure I passed several people around, you know, that are thinking, well, what's wrong with you? Well, I'm just not thinking about you right now. You know, there, there's things going on, and the, there's things going on, and, and there's things that we're involved in, and things that, that you're dealing with, things that others are dealing with. You got to realize that the enemy has a strategy, and and, and he 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 would love nothing more than right now. I mean, it's his job to to bring division and, and dissension, and it's it's his job to bring a distraction. It's your job. To say no. I'm being prepared to demonstrate Satan's defeat. Not, and, and, and as a body of believers, man, God's leading us up to a threshold and we're, we're going to increase our influence and we're going to see people that others said would never come to the house of God and they're going to be coming, serving, filled with the Holy Ghost, set free, delivered, set on fire. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. Just think about what God's been doing and, and, and what the future is. Dude, you, you want to know what's awesome? Is it, and my numbers might be a little bit off, but it's like, uh, how, how many people show up? How, how many people to the year? So they, was it like 12,000? Yeah, like 12,000 or, or more uh, pe- people that, that you fed out of the parking lot. Oh, 10,000 pounds of food. Right? Is that, no, no, no. Sorry. 85,000 pounds of food this year. We've, by the end of this year, we will have doubled what we did last year. And what we want to do is double that next year. We want to double that next year. You, you, know, you know what we want to do? We, you know, we want to double the attendance that we're having in services. Well, what does that mean? That we are, well, we're going to have to work harder. Some of you guys that don't do much, you're going to have to do something. I mean, hello. You know, uh, you're being prepared for conflict. We have an enemy who's serious. And just so you understand, your enemy, your, your enemy, <laughs> there's, things, there's things I want to say, but I have to be careful because I don't want to offend any Christians. Okay. But... Your enemy, your enemy is not, is not your spouse. Your enemy is not your boss. Your enemy is not your neighbor. Your enemy, your, your enemy is not named Hillary. Your enemy is not named Trump. Your enemy is the devil who's roaming, seeking whom he may devour. He's, he's the enemy. But God isn't worried about the enemy. God's focus isn't on the enemy. God's focus is on you. God, I said God's focus is on you because he has need of you. Because he plans to use you to bring deliverance from that enemy into the lives of those around you. Okay? And, and he's, he's going he's gonna to use you. Look at somebody close and say, God has need of you. Judges 14. Let's just read some verses together real quick. Judges 14. Samson, Sam went down to Timnah and he saw a woman. <laughs> that's always, that's, well, that's crazy, but that can be bad news. He went to Timnah, and he saw a woman, and she was of the daughters of the Philistines. And so he went up and told Mama and Papa, oh, my God, I saw what I want for Christmas. 
get her for me. Look at that. Get her for me. Get her for me. And at, at verse 3, mom, mom and dad said, uh, isn't there a woman of God that you would like? Do you really have to go and make a deal with the enemy? And uh, because, you know, this is, this, these uncircumcised Philistines, man, this, is gonna, this isn't going to work out real well for you. And, and, uh, uh, and he just kept saying, get her for me. She pleases me. You do realize that there are certain things that might please you. But we're in a pursuit of pleasing him. Samson's being prepared to be a warrior. But he's got, he's got an issue. He's got a problem with his flesh. And I got to tell you something. You know what, guys? You know what that's like, don't you? To have a problem with your flesh. Come on, man. How many men are in the room? You, you know what it's like to have a problem with your flesh. And come on, ladies. You ain't no dummies either. Okay? We know what it's like to have a problem with our flesh. But you got to remember, God has a plan. The Lord hath need of thee. He needs you untied. He needs you loosed so he can use you. And Samson, verse 5, Samson went down to Timnah with his mom and dad. And, and, and to his surprise, a young lion came roaring out against him. Notice it, it just came, you know, it's to his surprise. Isn't it funny that we always end up surprised when the conflict shows up? I'm telling you that it's not just about you. It's about the purpose that God has for you and trouble's coming. But uh, it, to his surprise, a young lion roar, came out roaring against him and the spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him. The spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him and he tore the lion apart as one would have torn apart a young goat, though he had nothing in his hand, though he had nothing in his hand. I want you to look at somebody and tell him he had nothing in his hand. Oh, oh, say it with boldness. He had nothing in his hand. And he didn't even tell his folks what had happened. Then he went down, verse 7, and, and uh, talked with the woman, and she pleased Samson well. She pleased Samson well. You want to know what's crazy? Is to me, you, you know, here's a guy that's on a, on a collision course with the purpose of God. God's continuing to prepare him, showing him his power, showing him his might, showing him his stuff. But there's people in his world that actually have some wisdom. There's people in his world that have some insight, but he can't receive from them because, because he's, he's just infatuated with something that pleases his flesh. And I just want to tell you, be really, really careful because when you're being led by your flesh, you don't receive from people who are being led by the Spirit. And it's a dangerous place to be when your flesh is making all your decisions for you. God's still trying to reach you. And, and he shows up. The Spirit of God comes upon him mightily. And, and he tears this lion in half even though he's got nothing in his hand. I don't know what you're waiting to get your hand on. I don't know what you're waiting to get into your life to prove to you that you are on a collision course with destiny from God. I don't know what you think you gotta have. Like, I gotta have that job, or I gotta have that house, or I gotta have that money, or I gotta have that opportunity. You don't need nothing in your hand when the Spirit of God comes upon your life. It's actually really good that you ain't got nothing.
you don't need nothing. I said, you don't need nothing if the Spirit of God is operating in your life. Oh, how, how, how are we gonna? How are we gonna double feed? You know, feeding the hungry. We ain't got nothing. Right? We ain't got nothing in our hand. But the Spirit of God. See, Second uh, Timothy, Second Timothy, uh, chapter two, and Paul is talking to Timothy. And Paul, Paul, by the way, is an older guy. Timothy is a younger guy. And, and I just want to point this out that it's, it's, not, it's not really uh, amazing to me that an older guy is talking to a younger guy. What is amazing is that a younger guy is able to receive from the older guy. I mean, that's really crazy. And I know what all the older people are thinking because you're like me, right? So older can be, let's just say older is like anybody over 40, okay? Because <laughs> uh, the, uh, uh, the millennials, the millennials, don't, they, they don't receive well from us. And I, I'm starting to figure it out because, uh, uh, why? Because uh, they have different definitions for words than we do. We'll use a word, and, and we have a definition for that word, but they have a different definition. So we think we're talking about the same thing, but we're not. We're not talking about the same stuff because their definition is different than ours. And, uh, but, but Paul had done something amazing and, and, uh, because when, when we think about it, that there's a younger guy who's able to receive from an older guy, we, must, we think that that younger guy, something special about him. No, there was something special about Paul because he had figured out how to communicate to a younger guy. And I want to say this to, to everybody that's in the room, that there are people lower in life, in, you know, in age and stature and in every realm that you can think of that actually want wisdom from people who are above them if we could just figure out how to communicate it in a way that it makes sense to them. And we have a job to do to figure out how to communicate to, to a generation because there's a generation that's coming up and we need to communicate to them that the Lord has need of thee. Okay, the Lord has need of thee. If, 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 you're, if you're one of the young guys in here tonight, listen to me. God has a plan and a purpose for your life. And he is preparing you for conflict. He's preparing you for, for victory. He's preparing you to carry the presence of Almighty God into places that will never have a door open to us. But he's going to use you to bring revival to a generation. And, and Paul's writing to Tim and he says, hey, be strong in the grace. That's in Christ. Be 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 strong in your in, in your gifting that God's putting you. Be strong in your gifting. Look at verse two. He, he said, uh, uh, "Verse two. Here we go. And the things that you've heard from me, uh, commit these to others and and start teaching it and start spreading it down the line for us. Start start taking this mess. Pay attention to what we're saying. Figure out how how it makes sense to your generation. Start spreading it down through there." And help us spread this. But look at verse 3, and this is crazy. He said, but you, you, not, you, you should. It says, you must endure hardship. Listen, guys. You must endure hardship like a good soldier. You got you to gotta, you gotta embrace these hardships. You got to quit thinking about quitting. 
every time something doesn't please you. You gotta think, you gotta stop thinking about caving in every time you don't get what you want. You, you gotta, you got, well, I'm leaving the church. Oh, knock it off. Get, grow up and press in. You gotta endure some hardship. Why? Because there's gonna be some in order for us to do what God's called us to do. Hello. I said, there's gonna be some crazy hardship. Matter of fact, the, the, the next verse, I don't, I don't even know if I gave you verse four, but verse four says that anybody who, who, is, who is any soldier at all, he doesn't entangle himself in the affairs of this life uh, because he lives only to please him who enlisted him as a soldier. See, here's the deal, is that you, you gotta live to please God. We gotta live to please God, not to please ourselves. And, and some of this hardship and some of this, some of the suffering and some of the, some, some of the challenges that we're dealing with, and we're trying to figure out, you know, we're trying to get something in our hand. You don't need anything in your hand. You need the Spirit of God on your life. You, 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 need, to, you need to allow God to, to, to use this time, this season in you to, to, to prepare you for, for conflict, for victory. He's setting you up to demonstrate Satan's defeat. He's empowering you to be a good soldier. He's empowering you to go places that, that you're going to carry the presence of God to places that's going to be amazing at the end of the day when you see what God does in you, through you, for you, amongst you, and by you. But you can't be all messed up because, well, I'm not getting what I want. Come on, Mama. Come on, Daddy. Get, give me the girl. Give me the girl. Give me the girl. Give me the girl. <laughs> Nah, give me your presence. Give me your spirit. Give me your spirit. Because you know, some, some, some of you guys are going to run into the devil along the way. You're, you're going to run into the devil along the way. And I'll tell you something. I don't think you want to come have a head-on collision with the devil while you're messing around with things in the flesh. I remember several years ago, and I know that God was preparing me, okay, but several years ago, a bunch of years ago, uh, I kind of hesitate to talk about it, but listen, whether you believe in stuff or not, I don't, it doesn't make any difference. There was, we, we were at a camp meeting one time, and there was this woman, and she showed up, and she had a demon, right? And, and, and everybody looked at me like, okay, there you go. And I'm like dude, you, this is your camp. And they're, yeah, the, but she came, we think, from your town. <laughs> so we started praying for her, and, there, you know, uh, uh, and, and it took several men to hold her down. And, and you know, Keith was with me, and Keith and a couple other people, were, and they're holding her down. There was one point, that, and, and, and let me tell you something. As we prayed for her, this was like no quick deal. You know, the, we, the, we, we were in training camp, Glenn. We spent like five hours with that lady. And, and there were moments, my best memory of this whole thing is this woman, and, and, and I mean, voices are coming out of her, and, and this thing, this thing just reared up, and, it, and it, spit, it was getting ready to spit, and I ducked, and it spit right on Keith. I love it, man. <laughs> Keith was whack, you know. Oh, and you got to know Keith to know how precious that is. 
But there was a moment, you know, and that demon starts talking, and, and it's like, we're not leaving. I'm not leaving. And, you know, you're going out, and I'm, you know, and I'm thinking of everything I can think. I, honestly, my first thought was when the devil spoke out of that woman and said, I'm not leaving. I almost said, okay, have a nice night. And, you know, just, <laughs> I'm cool. You know, I'm cool. Just take her back. And, and, uh, uh, <laughs> and after about an hour of that, I was, you know, I was wanting to choke it out of her. And, and uh, it was crazy, but we were, we were being prepared. <laughs> and uh, uh, and I, I don't know, it was about, you know, man, at, when we first started, there was a lot of people hanging around praying. But about two hours into it, it's just me and three other guys and, and a couple of ladies on the platform singing songs, you know. Everybody else had wandered off to eat burgers. And we're, we're you know, we're in it for the long haul. I mean, this, and, and finally, you know, I don't know, it, it, it wasn't any great moment of wisdom on any of our parts, I don't think. I think somebody up on the platform started singing something about, oh, the blood of Jesus, and, and, and that demon started freaking out, and, you know, don't say that. And I'm like, don't say what? Don't say what? And, and the things, and, you know, like I say, you might not believe in this, but I'll tell you what, right about that moment, I was super, super glad that I didn't have any issues in my flesh going on. And I'm like, my God, this thing is, is nuts. And, and, and we started talking about the blood of Jesus, and it started getting freaky. And, and, and it was going, you know, and I said, well, by the blood of Jesus. And that demon said, don't say his name. And so we started saying, Jesus, Jesus, oh, not so loud. So I got louder. And then it said, we won't come out. And I'm like, crap, there's more than one. <laughs> it was crazy. About four hours into it, you know, this poor little woman, she, I mean, she's been flinging guys off of her all night long. And I'm, I'm telling you, man, they, they had these long, those wooden pews were about 25 feet long, sawdust floor, and she had, she had been on her back on one of those things, but she would pick the pew up with guys on her and move it around, and they were like trying to hold everything down. It was crazy. And right near the end, I, I mean, we actually kind of thought we were done. And one of them said something like, we're all gone. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait, I've learned something here, man. If you say we are, we are all gone, how come you're still talking? <laughs> that lady, she got free that night. And it took a long time. And, and I learned some stuff. And guess what? It got to the point where it didn't really take that long anymore because we learned some things. But you want to know the, the best lesson of that whole night? The best lesson of that whole night? Aren't you glad you ain't got nothing in your flesh? Because, you know, you don't want to be like chasing around with somebody else's wife when you come to an encounter with the devil. You, you don't, you, you don't want to be, you know, you, you, listen to me. There's things in your life you probably want to deal with right now before you collide with the enemy that's going to try to prevent you from getting to the place that God's going to lead you. All the worries of this world, I think I'd lay them down. All those anxious thoughts, I think I'd trade them for perfect peace if I were you. I think I'd say, you know what, God, there's stuff that I don't know anything about and stuff I couldn't possibly understand. 
that you're going to use me and the Spirit of God can come upon me and use me mightily and I, I don't need anything in my hand. Matter of fact, the more empty my hand is, the better off I am. Because there's things that you're holding to that are not going to help you in the midst of your conflict. <laughs> my God. There, I said there's things that you're holding to. You know, you might not be chasing around with somebody else's wife. You might not be, you know, uh, uh, you might not have some crazy addiction. But I bet, uh, maybe it's just a little bit of, of bitterness, a little bit of brokenness, a little bit of, uh, you know, whatever it is. Maybe it's time to let it go. So that when the enemy who's roaming around like a roaring lion, when he suddenly comes upon you, you can rip him in half. But you can't have nothing in your hand. I think we open the altars right about now. And we pray together. And we get free from the stuff that's in our hand, don't you? And we say, okay, God, we're moving. We're, we're taking steps. We're taking steps. We're taking steps, man. We're, we we want to be, we, we, when the opportunity comes, we want to be prepared. We want to be prepared so that when, when we collide with that opportunity, Man, we demonstrate Satan's defeat. Just stand with me real quick. Set everything down. Just, just close your eyes and let the Holy Spirit just begin to talk to you. What is it that you're holding on to? What is it in your hand that you need to let go of? Come on. You need, you must endure hardship like a good soldier. You must. So what is it that's holding you back? What is it that you could let go of? What is it that just, may, just maybe this is the thing that's keeping you from the freedom and, and, and the liberty that God wants you to walk in? What is it? And maybe you bring it and you lay it at his feet. All the worries of this world I will lay them at your feet Surrender every anxious thought for perfect peace, your perfect peace. All the loved ones I hold dear, all my hopes and dreams and all my fears, I will choose to trust your name in every. Jesus.
take you at your word. Jesus, you have taken hold of me. Let me talk to you for just a minute. Hey, what, what in the world? What happened to her? Why'd he push her down? Uh, listen, here's the best way I know to explain this. You know, the Bible says that there were moments that the presence of God would be so strong in the temple that the priests couldn't stand. You know, and uh, what is this falling in the spirit they do? I have to fall. No, that's not important, but you need to understand what happens. Picture a breaker, you know, in the electrical circuit. And, you know, have, have you ever, you know, for, for years at our house, till we had Gary come fix it, for years at our house, every time we turned on the microwave, the bathroom lights went off. Pop the breaker. Sometimes the power of God will come into your life, and it's like it's just a little bit more power than you're wired for, and it just pops the breaker. Now, is that, is that important? No. Does that mean you're more spiritual? No. Does that mean something bigger? No. But don't, don't be distracted by it and don't be worried about it. And I promise you that, uh, you know, I mean, was that weird for you? Did you not just feel something just ripped off of your life? And, you know, it's not some, I just want you to understand that this is not some gimmick. We got people around you, you know, because we're on concrete, and we last thing I need is some angry Christian suing me, okay? So you do your best, but don't you worry about it if the power of God, you know, you know, if, if your breaker pops, chill, okay? And don't let your mind go there, because it's Prince of Peace, perfect healer. Perfect healer. All my life. 
Come on, give him another shout and another praise. Thank you, God. Come on, somebody celebrate your freedom in here. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just look that way. Everybody look that way. I think that's north. We speak to the north. Give up the seed of the living God. We send a call to the north, God. Holy Spirit, send the hounds of heaven. Go to the north and bring them in. Those that are running from you, God, we, we release the Holy Spirit to go corral them and bring them back into the presence of God. We speak to the south. Give them up in Jesus' name. Come on, reach your hands to, toward the south. Shout, let them go. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Look at the east back there. Look to the east. And we say, release them in the name of Jesus. Release the seed of the living God right now in Jesus' name. To the west, God, we thank you that you have spoken. You have called them. You are drawing them. They can't run. They can't hide. Holy Spirit, bring them in in Jesus' name. Come on, give him one more shout, one more praise. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! It's your breath in our lungs, so we pour our praise. It's your breath. Thank you, God. One more praise. Give it to him tonight. Only to you, God. Only to you, God. Only to you, God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. God, we just thank you that he who the Son sets free is free indeed. Thank you for freedom. Thank you for freedom. Thank you for freedom that, that's going to go beyond us as individuals. God is going to our households. God, I thank you that there's, there's people in our, in, in, our, in our family line that suddenly, right now, right now, they don't even know where it came from. But there's a new level of freedom. There's a new level of liberty. God, I thank you. Thank you, Lord. We're going to hear testimonies. <laughs> We're going to hear testimonies, God. We'll give you the praise. This is not what's in our hand. Because it's not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. We thank you for that spirit. In Jesus' name. Come on, turn, give somebody a high five. Start inviting people. Revival's here, guys. I said revival's here. Amen. Love you. Be blessed.